Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, is my guy, Gerard Powers. And, Gerard, we have a national conference championship games to go over two games going up against four different teams that, for the most part, as we talked about in the last episode, these are the four teams that we pretty much saw walking in uh, to the playoffs as the the, the teams that we're going to be fighting uh, to get into the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know we, we kind of mentioned that the Bills was a contender, mm-hmm. but, you know, it was pretty much – you know the the those top three teams that's that's you know got to this point and now that when you look at it the Bengals and Chiefs I mean it's not that much of a surprise uh, especially when we're talking about the Mahomes and Burrow matchup I think a lot of people wanted to see that and uh, see if see if Burrow can keep slaying these quarterbacks that you know everybody continue to rank rank above him and then when you look on the other side I mean uh 49ers been you know one of the best teams in the NFC all year and the Eagles been one of the best teams in the NFC all year so I think this matchup was kind of expected too maybe from the 49ers standpoint we ain't expect them to be as good for this long with Brock Purdy since he's been uh the starting quarterback but I mean, it just shows you Kyle Shanahan and that staff and the vets that they got on that team. You know, it's still still a dangerous team in the NFC, and we'll see if they can dethrone the Eagles uh, away on the road in a hostile environment. I think it's going to be a good one. For right now, I want to remind everybody that Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting season. Everything from the NFL playoffs all the way to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and great game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Absolutely. Now, the AFC Championship game is a replay of last year, right? Yep. I mean, so uh can the Bengals that's the big question repeat what they did last season against the Kansas City Chiefs that's going to be an interesting um thought process is is this game going to be in Atlanta no no I think this game is in Kansas City see I don't I don't like that because depending upon the situation I think that the Bengals had a shot didn't they at, at getting the one seed at a possibility if, if they would have beat Buffalo I'm I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure how 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 that whole situation was I think I think they did have a shot at the one seed uh, but I'm I'm not sure I think with Kansas City winning out regardless I think okay. that's what that's what led that to to okay. that situation okay okay then then that makes sense then uh, but you know we'll talk about this is going to be in Kansas City but you know the, obviously weather's not going to play that much of a factor because Cincinnati showed. Uh, hey, we could we could beat a team through the air or on the ground, and we could do it in nasty, slushy, cold weather, right? I mean, wow. I, no, yeah, and then uh, since he's already beat the Chiefs this year, mm-hmm. you know, at, at home. So um, it's just one of those matchups to where – I, I don't feel like the pressure is on Cincy at all. Uh, when you look at the Chiefs and, 
you know, everything they accomplished over the past few years. You're talking about Pat Mahomes, MVP, all these type of things. The one th- one team they've been struggling with the last two years has been the Cincinnati Bengals. And, you know, they beat them in the regular season and they beat them on the biggest of stages, which is the AFC Championship last year. So those those guys are going to walk in. They're going to be, you know, cocky and confident like they've been, you know, since Joe Burrow has been at the helm. And uh, but I think I think the Chiefs wanted this matchup. I mean, you wouldn't want it no other way, especially when you're talking about Pat Mahomes. You know, everybody's saying that, you know, Burrow is uh, five and over some since he's been in the league. So I think he got some that he want to prove to people. And uh, I think Burrow, you know, still has something that he wants to prove to people and let people know, you know, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league and he's going to be the, the top quarterback in the league for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. When when you're when you're zero and five against uh, another quarterback, you kind of want to slay that dragon and get that monkey off your back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Patrick Mahomes, uh, he's blimping around out there a little bit. He's he's got he's got a leg injury, and um, it's I, a big part of his game is yeah. uh, you know extending plays. So I think we saw that a little bit last week when he came back in the game, and you know he he has to stay in the pocket and make throws off of one leg and you know and doing all that type of stuff so uh i mean it's, it's gonna be i'm gonna be eager to see how how he be on uh you know that 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 opening drive and if 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 something happens to where that ankle might get tweaked how he responds to it because you know it's, it's gonna be tough that cincinnati defense is playing lights out right now i mean that defensive coordinator is putting up some hell of a schemes to stop you know, some of the best people in the world at doing what they do best. So, you know, on the injury report saying that, you know, Pat got an ankle injury, I'm pretty sure that switches things up a little bit on how you want to attack these guys. Because like I said, Pat Mahomes is known for extending plays with his legs. And if he can't move uh, outside the pocket, you know, that's a different type of ball game you got to deal with. Absolutely. I was, you actually answered my next question of, of, you know, him being injured. Does that change the game plan? And you just said so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of their big plays come off of extended plays. I mean, even uh, Travis Kelsey on his podcast, I think, was talking about it. You know, like, you know, he might run his route knowing exactly where he's going to be at. And as soon as he look and see Pat start scrambling, you know, he's he knows where the open spot's at on, on the, the defensive side of the ball. And they say that's where he gets to. I mean, and it's an unbelievable connection that Pat has with those receivers and his tight ends, you know, when he does extend plays. It just seems like everybody's running everywhere. But if he has to stay in the pocket, that means the ball has to come out on time and everything is about, you know, timing routes and getting open and scheme and all those type of things. So, I mean, it's a different ball game where you're looking at a quarterback that has to sit in the pocket rather than extend plays. Now, on the flip side, Kansas City Chiefs defense have been playing pretty darn good football this this uh, playoff uh, stretch, as none more so than against the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. This week, they got a tall task. I mean, they got you got Joe Mixon, you got some matchups, you got Chase, you got Boyd, or yeah, you got all these Higgins, guys. yeah, Higgins, Boyd, yeah, Chase, you got yep. all these boys. The what? tight ends have been playing good ball too. Hurst, oh, Hurst, yeah. Hurst been playing good ball. Yeah, he has. I mean, the, the, the Bengals have got weapons all over the place. What do you focus on the most? I think you just got to focus on, you know, executing the assignment, executing the call. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, they got some big time receivers out there, so you just can't focus on one, you know, at the end of the day. So I think I think if you go back and look at that Ravens game that the Bengals played, 
uh, I thought the Ravens did a good job in, in keeping everything in front of them. You know, a lot of times uh, the Bengals love to, you know, take their shots and have big play after big play. But if you have to, you know, if you keep everything in front of you and make them have to earn everything you got to get, make them have a 10, 12, 13 play type drive to score a touchdown, it's going to normally benefit in your favor rather than you giving up shot after shot. Uh, so I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to have to really focus on being um, having good assignment style football, no MAs, no busts, and keeping everything in front of them and uh, just making them earn everything. Because if if you get in a you know a matchup situation where Joe Burrow sees exactly what you in and knows exactly where it's to go with the ball and it's shot after shot, if they're making big plays on the offense, it's just hard to beat those guys. Yeah, definitely. Let's flip over. Uh, to the Kansas City, the last episode we talked about Travis Kelsey and how important he is to this offense. How in the world do you shut down Travis Kelsey? They're going to double him. I mean, they're going to make somebody else have to earn their, their keep. I mean, normally when you look at the Chiefs, you remember Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, and it was just like pick your poison at the end of the day. Now the Chiefs has some receivers, even though they got some good receivers, don't get me wrong. I mean, you got Juju, uh, got a lot of good receivers over there, but you you feel better about your matchups in those situations than you did with Tyreek Hill where you knew you had to keep a safety or two over, over the top just so he don't take the top off the defense. So with Travis Kelsey being the main guy, the main vocal guy, you make sure that he can't beat you. Make somebody else have a great game and beat you at the end of the day so it becomes a matchup situation. But I'm putting two on Travis Kelsey every chance I get just so I can take that number one threat out. Now, if Juju or anybody else end up having a great game, hey, good job. That's what they're supposed to do at the end of the day. But I would love my matchup. I will, I will be in favor of my matchups with those guys rather than letting Travis Kelsey beat me. Absolutely. And you, you talk about Juju, but they also have a guy who can really take it over the top. Michael Harbin. Yeah. Well, well, and, and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, they, you know, they do have some speed over there as well. No, they definitely got some speed, but none of those guys are Tyreek Hill, no. uh, you know, at the end of the day. So that's why I'm saying I, I like my matchups. I mean, when you look at Cincy and what they did with the Bills wide receivers, who are some guys as well. I mean, you look at those guys with Kansas City. I mean, even though it might be some speed here that's faster or whatnot, you just like your matchups in those situations. I mean, Travis Kelsey went for like 150, 160, or whatever the case may be last week. He can't do that. If he do that this week, they're going to lose, you know, at the end of the day. So they got to make sure they take away that number one option. So with um, with Mahomes kind of limited, do, do, do the Bengals blitz a little bit more in this game, you think? I think they I think they try to force him to see if, you know, he can get out the pocket and do all those type of things. So I, I can see them definitely trying to put some pressure uh as much as they can just to test that ankle out a little bit, get him to moving around. Um and on the flip side, I'm pretty sure that the Kansas City is gonna try to protect him as much as possible, whether that was with quick throws, getting the ball out of his hands, or maxing up the protection to where it might be only two or three man type of routes and everybody else is blocking to make sure he has time to throw the ball. There you go. There you go. Uh let's talk about the NFC championship game. This is gonna be very, very interesting. Uh San Francisco at Philly. Oh my goodness. What a game. Uh this is this is something you're going to look at and it honestly 
it seems to me like the Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers have kind of a similar offense in, in, in the way that, uh, I mean, obviously the Eagles have more deep threats, I think, than San Francisco do, but they all play a lot of, you know, I don't know, I don't want to call it trick plays, but, you know, a, a lot of RPO kind of similar situations that they that, that they play offensively, uh, utilizing um, the, the strengths of the offensive weapons that they have because both teams have quite a bit of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, they definitely have some RPO. I think Philly had more RPO situations just because of the threat of uh, Jalen Hurts' legs and how he can run. Uh, but when you look at San Fran, it's more alignment type stuff they do. Like mm-hmm. they're going to shift, they're going to motion, they're going to put this guy over here, that guy over there. So it's going to really test your discipline and uh, as a defender and make sure you're adjusting the right way, making the right checks and all that because that's that's – that's why they do those things. That's why they shift. That's why they motion. They want to cause confusion on the other side of the ball. And it plays into their factor because, like you said, you got to know, like, for instance, if, if Christian McCaffrey is not at the running back position and he's at the number one wide receiver or the next play, he's at the slot and Debo is at running back, but they're running similar plays and similar action. Like, it just causes some confusion on defense just knowing where everybody's at, who who's supposed to shift with this guy, who's supposed to match up with that guy. So uh, it's kind of fun to watch all that type of stuff and seeing how the defense react. And like you said, with Philly, they're going to do some RPO type stuff to where they got some wide receivers that are dudes and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, you know, and all those guys, Watkins, that's the speedster that can take the top off and all those type. And Goder, Goder's back, and he's playing a huge role as well at tight end. And then you mm-hmm. look at Jalen Hurts that can make every throw, but he can also beat you with his legs. And uh, I know everybody's talking about his shoulder, but, I mean, he looked pretty healthy to me last week, and I'm pretty sure he's even more healthy uh, going into this game. So I think it's definitely going to be a fun matchup, and it's going to be about what defense can stay as disciplined as possible and make plays when the opportunity is given absolutely now you talk about defenses you know these are two very good defenses as well I mean this is what they hang their hat on uh, especially the Niners over there but with the amount of weapons uh, that the Eagles have and what they can do how do you stop if you're the Niners how do you stop this Philly offense from dropping 40 like they did last week well, the, the Niners don't let anybody take the top off the defense. They keep everything in front. They try to cause confusion with a lot of their zone matchups and their zone schemes and stuff like that. I mean, they got some of the fastest linebackers in the league, and they got a great uh, a great front as well. So they, I think they do a good job in keeping everything in front from a secondary perspective, and they let their, their front seven eat. Yeah, I mean, you look at Warner, I mean, you look at Bosa, you look at all these type guys that they have up front, you only got a few seconds to get rid of the ball anyway. And then when you're looking at uh, guys that's running sideline to sideline, I mean, they linebackers do it better than anybody in the league. Uh, and then when you look at the flip side in Philly, they got two of the best corner duos in all of football. And they do a good job that can play man, take top guys out of out of, uh, out of of the game. So when you look at Debo at wide receiver or uh, 11 or, or whatever the case Are may you- be. Ayuk, yep, you know, those guys, they feel good about their matchups just because they got two of the top corners in the league and Bradbury and Slay, uh, and they do a good job of, uh, you know, taking away their matchups. So, um, I mean, I, I definitely think the the defensive side of the ball is going to be the, the side that's going to be fun to watch and just seeing how these guys are going to attack the offenses uh, just because I think both sides match up well versus – 
you know, the 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 opposite. You know, I think that San Fran defense matches up well with what Philly does, and I think Philly's defense match up well with what San Fran does. But yeah, here's is this a game that Kittle could have a a, a big game? Uh, I think any game that Kittle plays in, it's a possibility that he can have a big game. But, you know, normally when it's this type of stage, you want your best players and your superstars to step up. I mean, you look at last week, um, Debo Debo wasn't a factor last week in that Cowboys game. I mean, it was Kittle, you know, at the end of the day. And this week, it it could definitely be Kittle or it could be Debo or it can be Christian. I mean, that's why you want to have those type of players on your team, just because it's just not one. We got three or four of them. And then on the flip side, you look at Philly. I mean, Gerter is probably the healthiest tight end uh, in the playoffs right now. I mean, he's coming off IR a few weeks ago, and uh, last week he looked great. He looked great out there. And then you got A.J. Brown. You got Devontae Smith. You know, you got Jalen Hurts, you know, at the end of the day. So any of these guys has the possibility of, uh, you know, being the, the, the main factor and taking over a game. Uh, but you, you, to your question with Kittle, I mean, I want to say, like, yeah, he can have a big game. I mean, but that's every game that Kittle plays. Yeah, that, that, is, that is true. That is true. I think he's so underrated. I mean, I, he, in my opinion. Yeah, he's not as flashy as all the uh, – like, like we were talking about Travis Kelsey. You know, he got the swag. He got, you know, everything that you want as a superstar player when you look at Kittle I mean he looked like he went to Iowa I mean just a country boy tattoos long hair he's looking at the TV cameras during the game he's smiling and doing all those type stuff just not as flashy he just looked like a guy that just loves to play football just having a ball out there yeah I I think it also helps you know when you like you talk about they they have a bunch of other guys on that team you know and Kittle's not the main focus there as Kelsey has been, I mean, even when Tyreek Hill was on uh, Kansas City, Kelsey was still getting them, you know, those yeah, for sure. majority share of the targets because he was over the middle of the field all the time. Um, but you don't see that as much with with Kittle. And, you know, I, I think Kittle's probably the best tight end in the NFC. But you got to think with Kittle's situation before Brock Purdy, uh, before the quarterbacks went down, Kittle was like, pretty much the main focus I mean so when you're dealing with a new quarterback he might not see things as clear as some of the other vet Garoppolo and Trey Lance and how those guys see the offense and know how to utilize Kittle so right now in Purdy situation I mean he might start to understand the offense a little better now to where he knows where Kittle's going to be in certain situations or whatever the case may be so like you said it could be this game to where they figure out that chemistry and and get Kittle more targets as, as he needs. But um, I think it's just one of those situations. You got a rookie quarterback that's still learning the system and not might, might not be familiar as uh, where all the open spots are going to be at, like some of the uh, quarterbacks before him was doing with Kittle. Is this a situation where, you know, NFC championship game, uh, if you're the Eagles defensive coordinator, do you run a lot of disguises in your coverages and, and you know, kind of hide blitzes, things like that, uh, try to confuse confuse Brock Purdy? I think everybody's been trying to do that. That's what, mm-hmm. So when you're, when you're a rookie at quarterback, that's what you know you're going to get week in, week out is, is uh, 
defenses that's just going to try to confuse you with different looks, different blitzes, and, and all those things. And he's just done a great job of staying poised and, and, and figuring, it, figuring it out. I mean, we saw uh, last week he struggled a little bit. I mean, you just saw him trying to do a little bit too much. Uh, you can see that he was confused on, on a few plays here or there. Uh, but when, when Kyle Shanahan is making sure that you're a game manager and not the main focus for us to win, it kind of settles you down as a quarterback because it, he knows, like, hey, if this read's not here, coach told me to go here rather than him trying to make a play to win the game. So, of course, Philly is definitely going to try to confuse him as much as possible. Uh, but, I mean, he's no different from any other rookie quarterback that a uh, defensive coordinator would be facing against uh, just trying to confuse him with blitzes or just different disguises. Okay. Well, let's get down to our predictions for the championship games. Let's let's look at the very first one in the AFC. Who you got, Bengals or Chiefs, and why? Uh, man, I'm going to say the Chiefs just because they're, they're at home and um, – and I just think I just think this is their time to beat Cincy on a big stage. I mean, uh, and and this this is not a, a threat. I mean, this is not like a, a shot at Cincy that I don't believe that they can't get it done. I definitely believe that they can get it done. Uh, but I just think the Chiefs, some way, somehow, you know, find a way to beat these guys, especially at home. Um, AFC Championship, wanting to get back to the Super Bowl. I mean, they've been here the last five years or whatever it's been. You know, they've been in the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl. So I just think it's the Chiefs' time to get back uh, get back to that bowl. So I, I got the Chiefs winning a close one. I'm going to sit on the opposite side of the fence of you. I, I, think, I think Cincinnati walks in and makes it 6-0. Gotcha. Um, I, I think, you know, Burrow and that offense is really playing very, very good football. And, you know, with Mahomes being limited right now, I think a little bit uh, with, with his injury and being a little bit hobbled, I think that's going to help uh, the Cincinnati defense quite a bit. I, I still think it's going to be a close game. You'd never pick a blowout when going up against Kansas City unless it's Kansas City doing the blowout. So mm -hmm. um, I think this is going to be a really good game uh, all the way down to the wire. It's not going to be some kind of, you know, 27 to 10 at halftime or something like that. I think this is going to be a, a game that's going to be decided in the final three minutes of the game. So uh, I, I got the Bengals, so. I can All see right. that. NFC Championship game, Eagles, Niners, Eagles hosting the Niners. Who you got? See, I, I'm going to go with the home team again. I'm going to go with Philly. I'm going to go with Philly. Um, on the road, everybody know what type of environment it's going to be. I mean, I, I was actually thinking, like I said, that the Giants-Philly game was going to be a lot closer in – I mean, you're talking about playoff atmosphere in, in Philadelphia. I mean, it's just different. I mean, it's the the probably the best sports town uh, in all of sports, just how their fans are so passionate and how they represent, uh, you know, their sport team. So I'm going to go Philly at home. I mean, their defense has been playing locked out. Offense has been locked in. And uh, I'm going to get them winning a close one as well. All right. Well, I'm on the same fence as you. Uh, I got the Eagles winning, but I think they win by at least two scores. Okay. Um, I think this is a, I think this is a game where the Niners will probably put up around 20 points, but I think the Eagles find a way to put 30 plus against this Niners defense. I think they're going to surprise some people. Gotcha. Gotcha. I don't know though. I mean, that Niners defense they're it solid is, now. It is really, it's really solid. good. But I think that they, uh, man. I don't know. Sirianni just has some way of game planning 
you know, that first half against defenses and being able to find the weak points and catching you off your guard. And I, I, I really like what, what Philly can bring in the first half. Now the Niners defense might be, you know, D'Amico Ryans might be able to adjust at halftime and try to make a comeback in that situation. But I think it'll be too, uh, too little too late in that situation. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, that'll be it for us. Thanks for watching here. Believe in Colts with myself and Gerard Powers uh, brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.